The first reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, and it can be found on page 147 of the New Testament section of the Church Bibles. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 and can be found on page 1 of the New Testament section of the Church Bibles. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much indeed, Kate. We'll have a moment's quiet. I'll lead you in a short prayer. Speak, Lord, in the stillness while we wait on you. Hush our hearts and lives to listen in expectancy for Jesus' sake. Amen. I wonder if you know who said this, I can get excitement watching rain as it drops and then I paint it. I can get excitement watching rain drop on a puddle and then I paint it. As I'm frequently told, I've probably made many mistakes as a parent, but one rare occasion when I think I might have got it right was nearly four hours after queuing outside the Royal Academy with two of my older teenage children. I was panicking for most hours that they were going to turn on me and gap it. The levels of frustration were building after nearly four hours standing outside an art exhibition at the incomparable David Hockney, 
um, the bigger picture. He gets excitement from seeing a raindrop form a puddle. And then he paints it. And as we entered the Royal Academy, uh, my two teenage children, unprompted and unasked after nearly four hours standing, said, wow, it was just there. And you needed to have been there to have seen it and experienced it. There's something of the raindrop, there's something of the small phrase and the small word that's in our reflections today from Romans page 147. Whilst this sermon is very much original and unique for today, I have to say it's inspired by another sermon I read a couple of years ago. And I'm so inspired by this sermon that I read, I've um, had it typed out for you, and you're welcome to read it at your leisure. This is not a port and mince pie kind of reflective moment, neither is it a hair shirt moment. It's probably in good Anglican fashion, somewhere right down the middle. It's the start of Sam Wells' brilliant book called A Nazareth Manifesto. And he writes a really good sermon based on the preposition with. It's a deeply profound sermon. Copies at the back will just ask me for one. But I'm going to look at the raindrop of a word or the preposition as Paul starts his epistle to the Romans. It's shorter than with. It's the preposition of. It's a very small raindrop but it's not just going to form a puddle, it's going to form a whole reservoir. It could fill the whole world with the water of God's love. It's there in verse 1, the gospel of God. In other words, this gospel, and we're going to think about this this morning, is of God. It belongs to him. And of course we've all been there, perhaps in parenting, perhaps in life, perhaps in Christmas, the whole package that surrounds it. And there's something small that we need to focus on, like this preposition. It's of God, and it really is. Sam's sermon speaks of God with us. That's what it's all about. He is there and we are there, but the key logic of it is he's with us. And all that surrounds Christmas, all that surrounds Jesus Christ is of God. You you could stop there, but of course Paul needs 16 chapters to unpack all that's meant by the gospel of God. Brilliantly, he looks at it in magnificent ways, even in the next couple of verses. So verse 1 is the introduction, it's the gospel of God. And then he says, let me tell you, first of all, about this of God, this Jesus' humanity. I think that's there in verse 2. Yes, it is. And then in verses 3 and 4, let me tell you about his divinity. First of all then, if I may, this happening of God, this Jesus that has come of God from him, 
you're not going to be able to get your heads around this. This is big picture stuff. This is his humanity. Paul describes it in Romans as he's a descendant of David. The Jewish faith were keen on their ancestry and their family history. Hence you have at the start of Matthew's Gospel, 1 to 17, just before you get to Joseph and Mary, in verse 18, you have the family ancestry. Don't let me decree your leisure life or your interest, but take a deep breath before you get into ancestry. One slightly disturbed parishioner of mine was very disturbed when he went back a few generations and found that one of his relatives was dead in a Worcestershire prison a couple of hundred years ago. I remember listening to one uh, lady who said this particular churchyard that I had responsibility for was very important to her family. Why is that, madam? Well, there are 22 generations buried here. I mean, you're virtually going back nearly to Anglo-Saxon times. And I kid you not, I've had one set of a family with all the lawyers in the background, another set of the family with all the lawyers in the background, arguing over granny's ashes. We want half, and you can have half. When you look at the ancestry the descendant of David, going back the generations all the way to Abraham, all the way to Adam, there's some very interesting members of the family. Very interesting squabbles and fights. Tamar, well, she was in a very interesting industry. It begins with S, and it's a three-letter word. You've got squabbles and feuds and breakups. But Jesus came from a descendant of David. Fourteen generations, then another fourteen generations, fully, fully human. Then, of course, you've got his divinity. Notice how his divinity is almost... There's a striking word here which is in terms of he's declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit. The word declared to be the Son of God has nearly got contained within it scientific proof. Some versions actually have. He was proved to be the Son of God by his being raised to life forevermore. I'm sure you've had your head stretched with how do you spend two or three billion pounds and get a kettle's worth of electricity out. Well, whoopee, we've done it. It's nuclear fusion. That's it. Correct. Top of the class. You push them together just like relatives around the Christmas table and see what energy and sparks fly out. <laughs> Sure, you've had that one, haven't you? Oh, do we sit them there or there? Oh, no, let's... No. <laughs> you push hard enough and we can prove it. You can unlock all the energy. If you split it, you can do Hiroshima. You can create nuclear power. 
But so Paul says, if you look hard enough, you'll find a tomb where a body was laid and he's not there anymore. And this is as good as it's going to be that this is of God. From this family history, this Jesus is of God. If you look in the great explosion that's never happened in the whole of human history before, we can push atoms together, we can break them apart, but please show me a human being that can bring little old you and me back to life forevermore. Paul says there's someone that's done it. He's declared it by his raising of Jesus to life forevermore. You can near enough prove it. This is of God, this Jesus. This family history descended from David is of God. We love singing the carols. Hark the herald angels sing. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. This Christmas, this life, this family, with Jesus, with his gospel, could be of God. I wonder what God's at work in your life doing. It's of him. It's of this gospel. I wonder what you're seeking to do for him in prayer and in commitment for his gospel. It's of God. I wonder what God's going to be at work in your life as you reflect on this year that's gone and we venture together into a new year. Let's pray as we're thinking about the gospel today that this Jesus is fully human and fully God and it's all of God. Our lives too can be part of this amazing bigger picture when it's of God. Recognize and discern where that's at work. Pray that it increasingly would be so in our own lives, family and church. Notice how Paul ends this uh, lovely introduction in Romans chapter 1. To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, this gospel that's come from God, may those linked with all saints even today sense something of the work of God in our lives, in our homes, and all we seek to do for him. Jesus Christ, his birth of God, descended from David, declared and proved to be the mighty Son of God because the tomb was empty. The work of God in you and through you even this day. May we pray together.
Father, forgive us for those times when we've reduced all that we are and all that we do to mere human activity. We pray for greater sight and sense that you, loving Lord God, are at work in us and through us. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. May he become ever more real to us in all that we seek to do, think, pray and live. For his dear name's sake. Amen.